London Property, home of Super Prime, where you can find informative, educational and entertaining content covering all aspects of property. Today we're in conversation with Emma Detting of Kelling Design, who makes vibrant interiors for her discerning clients. Okay, so let's start with how did the journey begin? Uh, the journey began in 1990 when I came back from Tokyo, having just had a baby, and I realized that I needed a job. Um, and so I started up a concierge business with a friend. It was the beginning of concierge. There was previously there'd be no one to help you with things when you were living abroad. You know, property management wasn't done very well by the property management companies. There was no one to send invitations if you wanted to send invitations to a party that you were having in the UK and you were coming back from Tokyo. So we did that and um, we sent horse tack to Kenya, we sent dogs to America, we looked after people's houses, we had several people who wanted their houses looked after and that was the beginning of the property management company that I talked about. Um, eventually it sort of stopped us doing the concierge and we concentrated all on the property management. And then we started to let the properties that we were managing because previously we had been giving them to other agents. And it gradually sort of mushroomed. And in between the lettings, people asked us if we would do up the property for another letting. And then more and more people said, would I help them with their private houses? And in 2007, I worked out that property management was the most negative business that one could be in. And I sold the company, very happy day, and started up Kelling Designs, the interior design business. And it's luckily grown and flourished from there. So you dealt with a lot of high net worth individuals who had an international background. Can you talk to us a little bit about the kind of things that come up that, you know, only a very particular type of person can deal with? This is just going back to the concierge service. Mm -hmm. So, okay, well, I have, think you have to have an innate understanding of how the ultra high net individual works and how they live. And it, it, it's important that you recognize service and that when they say they want something from somewhere, you know that they want it from that somewhere and they want it in good time and that excuses don't really work. And you, you deliver, you have to be able to deliver. And there are lots of people out there who say that they can do it, but actually they don't know the right people. And this is all about knowing the right people and making the right people do the right thing in the right timescale. Um, that's basically what looking at. You after. have to have a deep understanding yeah, of your you lifestyle. Have have a, yeah. Yeah. And your client, you have to understand your clients as well. Um, going back to your interior design uh, uh, business, which is obviously the passion. Mm -hmm. in, the in creative. The creative and the passion. So, you know, where, I mean, obviously you get your inspiration from everywhere, but, but mostly where do, you, where do you get your inspiration from? And you're really into vibrant colours. Talk to us about all of that. My inspiration comes from um, years of doing this. And as you grow older and you grow more bold and you don't care what other people think, 
it actually becomes easier to just do what you want. And for years and years, I mean, obviously rental properties, there's a look. You need to have it beige or gray or fairly muted and neutral so that people can move in and stamp their own personality on it. For our clients, they now specifically come to us because they know that we're not going to give them beige or boring. We're going to give them that something that has a wow and people will walk in and go, wow, why didn't I think of that? Or can I have that? Um, so I think, you know, over the years, it's it's, it's a sort of culmination of, of lots of things. I don't know. I travel a lot. Haven't traveled a lot for the last year. Really miss it. But social media is now a great place to go for inspiration. You know, you can see what every other designer is doing. It used to be magazines and blah, you know, art galleries, anywhere like that. It's fantastic. You know, I went to Van Gogh exhibition the other day. Amazing. You know, that gave me a whole another layer of ideas that I could work with. Current trends don't really affect our work, okay? What we're trying to be is timeless, chic, elegant, but with colour, with flair, with pop. I don't ever want to give a client something that in one year's time, two years' time, five years' time, A, someone else will be able to recognise that that was done in 2021, or it's gone out of date. It's got to be timeless. And um, if we were to talk about an ideal project, Mm. what's the process from start to finish? Okay, the process from start to finish. Oh my God, I wish some of our clients understood this. Start really early with your interior designer. Whoever you use, start at the beginning. The minute you have the idea to do your house, don't hire your architect, don't hire your builder, don't hire your project manager, don't hire your QS, talk to your interior designer, explain what you want to achieve out of the project because they will advise you so much better about which architect might help you, which garden designer might help you, if they understand the whole concept. And you have to start way, way, way back in the front, the front end of the project. It's not just about, an interior designer doesn't just choose the colour of the wall and pop in a sofa, okay? They're responsible for the flow and the feel and the the way the whole house works. You know, the architect is responsible for the body and the mass and making sure the plumbing's in the right place and that it pops up where the interior designer wants the tap in the bathroom. But the interior designer is so integral to your house being exactly how you want it. Because at the end of the day, it's about what it looks like. Yeah. That you're doing this whole thing about so yeah. to start with how do you want it to look yeah how do you want it to look and, and work backwards it yeah makes a and lot too, of sense. too often we get brought in just before people are going onto site and it's all set in stone and to be absolutely honest sometimes architects are not as good as they think they are I mean in fairness sometimes interior designers are not as good as they think they are but architects they have designed something which is so stupid for the family that are going to live there you know who may have four kids and five dogs and they design something that's so totally inappropriate and you know we have to unravel the whole thing and then you have to think about where all the pipes and stuff are going and how those are going uh, it no get the interior designer in there right at the beginning And you've obviously got the uh, added advantage of having managed uh, a a large portfolio of properties for 
high net worth individuals. So you can also add to it that practical element. Yeah, that's been so helpful. You know, being in the building business and mending things for over 20 years before I actually started doing interior design has been enormously helpful because A, I know when the plumber is lying to me. B, I know that the electrician is going to put the light switch exactly where you want to hang the picture because they just love doing that. C, I can almost tell when the architect's lying to. You know, it, it really does help that experience and being able to manage people and make them think slightly slightly differently about how they may want to go about it. And because we've been on so many sites and we've done so many projects over the last 30 years, you know, we've seen it all. And when they say we can't do that, we can possibly say to them, well, have you thought about this because we've done it like that and on another site? Or I have someone who I've worked with who I can ring up and say, hey, George, you know, can you think of another way that we can do this? You know, it's all about experience and the people that you know. Always goes back to the same thing. Always. Yeah, always. Um, so your projects have taken you all over the world. Mm-hmm. Um, what's been the most challenging? What's been the most rewarding? Uh, definitely building a house in India. Um, we knocked a Luchin's um, bungalow down in um, central Delhi. And then... We worked for five years with this amazing architect called George Summary Smith from Adam Architecture, rebuilding. It was still a bungalow, basically, um, but it was incredible. It was frustrating. It was hard work. um, But I learned so much. And... um, yeah, and it was an incredible project to be part of. I mean, we've done other amazing things. We're working on um, a stately home down in Worcestershire, which has taken three years. And it has been a really exciting journey because um, the family that lived there and who've lived there for 400 years um, had the most incredible collection of furniture. and um, But it hadn't been very well maintained. So we've had the opportunity to repurpose, recycle, upscale, whatever, and to bring a building which was very sad and, well, beautiful, but slightly run down back to something amazing. So when you start work in a in, in a different country, uh, again, going back to an ideal scenario, yeah. what would be the ideal scenario for you to be taking on a project in another country? Would it be taking the people from here, finding the people. Well, how does that process look like? Um, the most ideal thing about to work in another country would be, no, let's start again. Uh, well, firstly, if the other country could come to me because I hate flying. But... Um, <laughs> as we know. As we know. I Hong Kong with her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ah, uh, yeah. The and basic, you can't take her by boat either. You can't take her by boat. You don't like those either. <laughs> so, yeah, the, the the best thing to do is to basically visit the site. But probably before that, meet the people that want to live in the house. I mean, it's hugely important that the journey for the people who are building their house or redecorating their house is fun 
and enjoyable. You know, they're about to spend a huge amount of money and the process has to be fun. Why would you waste a lot of money being miserable, even if you have something nice at the end? You've got to like the person that you're working with. You've got to want to be with them for quite a lot of time. You've, you know, at the end of the day, I really think that most of the clients that we've worked with over the last 20 years are my friends and that I can pick up with them. I mean, we do repeat jobs. We've done some clients. We're on the fifth or sixth house with them. So that's hopefully a good sign. But the most important thing is to meet the people, make sure that you like working with them, they like working with you, and that you trust each other and that you are going to work with each other to create something which is beautiful, harmonious, aesthetically pleasing, whatever they want to achieve. Or somebody like me who just says, Please don't talk to me. Do whatever you like. Yes. Someone like you, perfect. <laughs> Although some, no, sometimes a little disappointing because you're not achieve, you're not necessarily achieving something that they may want. Well, no, with you, I achieved exactly what you wanted because I knew what you wanted. I know you well enough. Yes. So that goes back to, again, who you know and your clients being yeah. your friends. You need to they know, know what them. they're getting. You know, need to know them. You need to understand how they work and what's going to tick their boxes and what's going to kick their buttons. And you want to stay away from kicking their buttons. Yes. Um, and also being the, the yes can do rather than why oh, it can't God. be done. The yes can do. We are the yes can do. Yes, that's, that's something I can definitely vouch for. So working for clients when they're building their own home and working for clients uh, when they've got an investment property is obviously two completely different things. So can you talk to us about the difference? Okay. So working for a private client versus a rental property or a property that you might be doing up to sell or developing, completely and utterly different. You have to go in with a totally different mindset. Um, obviously, development, property, lettings, whatever is my bread and butter because that's what I started in. So I know every trick in the trade. You, you need to think it through. You need to keep it neutral. You obviously need to work to a very tight budget and you can't have the client waltzing in and saying, I've just seen that. I really like it. It costs 10,000 pounds for that door handle. You have to really nail it and you have to explain that they're not going to get that much money back for using that door handle. So let's use one that costs 20 quid and looks just as nice. I mean, there, there are ways around all the problems. The budget has to be really tight. The decoration has to be really simple, well executed. There's nothing bad than an appallingly badly executed building work and people do pick up on that um and you know there are clever things you use glass in your shut in your showers because that stops you from having to redo your grout in your around your tiles you use expensive but not super expensive sanitary wear because the washers go much quicker if you use rubbish stuff you know you use good kitchen appliances because then they don't break but don't use super expensive appliances unless you're in a 50 million pound house you know you just have to be really sensible you have to understand the brief you either have to understand what the sale price is or you have to understand what the rental price is and then you have to do it accordingly and how do you think investors benefit from actually using the services of an interior designer because a lot of people think that it's not worth doing it but in your experience when someone has what difference has it made to the to the property investment or the time to market 
Uh, time to market. Invariably, if we as interior designers do a house, okay, we can, the, the house will sell far, far quicker. You know, it will, it, by a multiple of 50%, it will sell. I, well, I mean, it's difficult. It's actually difficult to say how much quicker. But in our experience, using the interior designer, we always find that the results are way better. There are way higher standards. I suspect that we save the client a lot of money. In fact, I know we save the client a lot of money because if they don't know where to go or how to get, get the thing quickly, even if their builder says they know how to do it, they don't. Invariably, the builders have shocking taste. Shocking. Really shocking. Okay, so never actually let your builder choose anything. Lesson number one, they have shocking taste. Um, you know, and we know exactly what the market wants because we're, we're in the market every single day. That's what we do. So what a lot of people don't really take into consideration is that using an interior design service seems like a really extravagant thing to do for an investment property, but ultimately it sells or lets faster and it achieves a higher price. Yeah. Um, is the work tax deductible? Do you know whether... You're going to tell me that the work is tax deductible. Right. Well, I, to my knowledge, if a tenant actually requests it... Yeah, it's tax deductible. It's tax deductible. Rep repairs and renewals are taxes or deductibles. Um, capital expenses like new kitchens and new bathrooms are not tax deductible. Unless a tenant asks for it to be done yes, in I order think, to yes, let it. Yes, okay, yeah. Yes, I think that's correct. But check with your own accountant. Um, so tell us about your staging work. So for those people who don't know, let's have a quick explanation of what is staging and then talk, talk us through that. Okay, staging, right. So um, about five years ago, we set, it up, set up a sister company to Kelling Designs um, called KD2. And we offer furniture for staging. Um, we found historically, if you have an empty house, however beautiful it is, when you're showing it for rental, well, for rental, not so much, but when you're showing it for sales, people can't really envisage the space. They don't understand how it works or how they might use it. So we rent furniture on a weekly basis, although there is a minimum contract of 12 weeks, where we put furniture into a house or a flat or even a room. And we'll go in and we'll take in the sofas, the cushions, the furniture, the artwork, the sculpture, and we'll dress it and we'll leave it so that it's all there for someone to walk around and, and see. And we'll do bedrooms and we do the whole house. And it looks like you live there and it just is an altogether better look. And we've had houses that haven't been on flats, that haven't sold for months and months and months. And we've put furniture in there. And within a week, we've had um, bids often going to sealed bids. I mean, it's amazing. It really, really is staggering how good furniture, well-dressed, can sell property. It also helps for rentals, um, although the rental market is so much quicker that it's probably not worth doing it unless you've got something that's really sticking. Well, the other thing that's really interesting about furnishing a property is that it actually makes it look bigger. Yeah. Oh, God, every time. A lot of people think that it, yeah. it, it does the reverse, but actually, yeah. if you go into an empty room, it looks far smaller than a, a furnished yeah, yeah. room. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And on the KD2 side, um, what type of clients do you have? Who, who uses that service? The majority of our clients come through big agents. 
So we do a lot of work for um, Strat and Parker. We do a lot of work for Chesterton's, Savills. Uh, we do a bit for Knight Frank. Um, we have uh, uh, Russell Simpson, love Russell Simpson. You know, we do a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff for them. Sometimes the client comes to us direct because they've been advised by the agent that's selling the property that it would be a good idea. Sometimes someone reads about us, but invariably it comes through agents. Thanks for listening to the London Property Podcast. Head over to londonproperty.co.uk and subscribe to our newsletter to receive latest updates.